Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Your Daily Scrum, welcome. We hope it's a good day. We're going to get you started off right. Uh, Todd, we had another question come in. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one's kind of a, this one's a doozy. Let's uh, check this one out. How many PBIs on a product backlog are too many? Yeah. That's a question, isn't it? How many PBIs are too many? You know what I immediately think of when I see this question or when I talk to people and they ask me something similar to this, if not using this exact language that I think of, I bet you if I look at this product backlog that I'm not going to be able to understand it at all. <laughs> and that it's been a very long time since somebody deleted something. Yeah. Deleted. I'm making assumptions here. Making assumptions, but I imagine that. That's what I'd see if I looked up. You know, I used to back when we could travel. So if you're watching this and it's the year 2025, hopefully we're well past the pandemic. Um, but when I used to travel, uh, I used to do, I, I have this keynote about product backlog management. And one of the questions that I asked the audience, and so I'm, I like audience interaction. Todd and I are both pretty big on that. So I'll ask a question. How many of you have a product backlog with a product backlog item that's older than three months on it? And, you know, it's a scrum conference. Of course we do. And all the hands go up and I'm like, leave your hands up. How many of you have a PBI that's older than six months? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, of course I do. One year, two years. And they're like, oh, no, he's going to keep counting until all the hands go down. And the record's nine years, a nine year old PBI. And I thought, how wild. And I, and I actually got, we got a microphone to the person and it turned out it was a financial system uh, and it was some old mainframe change. And this person was adamant. They were like, no, Ryan, I have to do this change. And I, and I just turned to this person, I go, sir, it's been nine years and you're still wildly successful. What is this have to stuff? And it, it was a light bulb moment for him. And, and what it really highlighted for me, Todd, is that people don't realize that you can delete product yeah. backlog items. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can hit the delete key on these things. Uh, worst case scenario. Right. Someone brings hit... it up again. Right. Exactly. That's what the print <laughs> yeah, review is we for. Go to the exact same place that I was thinking. It's going to come back. It will right? come up again. 
Yes. We promise. And so maybe time instead of count is a better is a better way to slice this. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm not sure. Like if someone wants a magic number, thou shalt only have 50 items on their product. I don't have that. Yeah. And but Scrum I, doesn't care either, does it? No, the Scrum Guide is si it's silent on size of product backlog. But something I've used as a heuristic when I've been a, a product owner, if I've got something that's older than three months on my product backlog, I'm skeptical of it. Why haven't we gotten to it yet? Um, and maybe it's maybe it's valid, but I start really inspecting those things. Like, why are these things still? Why are they aging and not getting worked on? You know, I think that's a really good point because as a product owner, you should be suspicious of anything on the product backlog to begin with, right? And so, if your suspicion and Ryan, that's a good example of one way that you can uh, use as a diagnosis tool whether you should be suspicious of something or not, right? Because if, if something has been there for a year, two years, three years, I'm, I'm pretty suspicious as to whether it's still something that's valuable or not. And uh, to be honest with you, what Scrum does require is that the product backlog is transparent, right? Meaning that it's well understood and that well understood to developers, well understood to people outside of the Scrum team. And you cannot have a transparent product backlog when you have a whole bunch of stuff that's just been around forever. I've actually recommended to product owners in the past, uh, two product owners in particular, and they their faces <laughs> look at giving this look in horror when I said, control A, delete, control A, delete, because we can't understand anything. We cannot understand anything that the future of this product holds because there's 10,000 items in the product backlog. Well, and as a developer, I remember seeing massive requirement documents back in the waterfall days. Yes, we're that old back in the waterfall days. Um, and in, in our scrum days, we've seen these thousand item product backlogs. And how do you actually wrap your head around it? How do you understand the vision of the product? How do you understand the, even in refinement, how do you estimate all that? It just gets crazy. It's, it's unmanageable. The, the cognitive load on a developer is huge. Right. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no sense of we're getting we're making progress. It just leads to a lot of interesting things. And so it also makes it very difficult to have a good understanding of 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 what's coming and, and what's what's going to be next. I also think it it kind of there's some attitudes behind this. Uh, you know, there are some groups that would say whatever ends up on the product backlog is definitely going to get worked on. And that is not true. Right. Right. These are all guesses. These are all experiments. These are all things that we think could be valuable. And it's through feedback from customers that we learn and validate. Mm -hmm. and, and just because something's on the product backlog today doesn't mean it. We're, we can't delete it tomorrow. Or in our next sprint review, we might get 10 great ideas from the market that will supersede anything that we thought we were going to do prior. And some things are going to have to go. And so, look, the work is emergent. The product backlog is emergent. It, it, it's not locked in stone. It's a... It's a, a living kind of document. It's something that we refine and change and update and edit and delete all the time. And so don't fall in love with PBIs. Don't think that the yeah. idea is too clever to cut. And if it is really that clever, a customer will ask you to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Do not be scared of deleting. I think that's our big, big thing, right? Don't, don't be scared of deleting. Yeah, and I think this question that, that Todd and I use in our own practice, why are PBIs aging and not getting worked on and Todd's that this is his suspicion of a PBI. I think this can really help product owners. So if you're out there struggling with, with product backlog size, start questioning things that are past the three month mark, the six month mark, you set the bar, but then start asking, why are these things aging so far out? Uh, what's actually, what are some of the new things coming in? 
And, and how do we really get control of this so that we can have a transparent, well understood product backlog? And that means that the product owner, uh, the the scrum master, the developers, and the stakeholders can all wrap their heads around it. When you get to there, that is the right product backlog size. Good. All right, that's a great question. Thanks for sending that in. If you want to send your question in, or if you have more questions about product backlog items aging and all these other things, leave us a comment on YouTube, right? Comments are below. Send us an email, ryan at agileforhumans.com, todd at agileforhumans.com. We'd love to hear your questions. What Can I ask for one thing? Oh, yeah. What if we ask for a comment? We want you to go on your product backlog right now, count how many items there are, and, and leave it in the comments. What is, your product, what is your current product backlog size? Maybe we love can check it. that out. And maybe, Todd, maybe we'll send a copy of our book to someone who leaves the best comment about the size and why it's that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good That's a good book. I like it. All right. Let's see if we can uh, leave a comment that Todd has asked. What's the size of your current product backlog? And maybe describe it a little bit. I'll pick a winner and ship you a book. Um, but yeah, and leave your other questions. All right. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the notifications so that you know, and we're back to us, so that yeah. you know when the new episodes are coming out. Uh, hit all of our, hit up our socials to see what we're up to, whether it's teaching courses, posting new tips or tricks. Also, check out our book, Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. Uh, we think it can help you as well. Uh, most importantly, though, just thank you for watching. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Keep them coming, and we'll keep answering them. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you. Todd, myself, and Will Seeley have put together an evidence-based leadership course. Now, this one's really exciting for us. As you all know, Todd and I and Will, we're all huge on evidence-based management. We think it is the next big innovation in the Agile space. But what we've noticed is the application at multiple levels has been troubling, at least for certain organizations. And what we want to do is make it simpler. And so evidence-based leadership is the course to come to if you want to get immersed into data-driven decision-making, the ability to actually validate that value is being delivered, to look at your ability to innovate and to deliver to the marketplace, and to actually identify and act on opportunities in the market that you may not know about. And say closing that satisfaction gap with your customers, finding new channels, and using data to drive those decisions rather than guesses, hunches, and conjecture. And so we want you to join this course. We've got multiple offerings coming up this year. The link is simple. It's agileforhumans.com slash EBL course. Jump in there. Use the code agile4humans, the number four, and you can take 15% uh, off the price of the class. So not only is it a new offering that we've discounted already, go ahead and take another 15% off because you're a valued listener. We can't wait to see you there.